The Blue Bloods are here. Week 12 has finally arrived with some huge games after last week had no ranked matchups. We have our two usual segments, and we're going to kick it off with pick six. And we discuss if Liberty can continue their undefeated season, whether Cincinnati can escape Orlando with a big win, will USC continue their cardiac run in 2020, and are Indiana and Northwestern real Big Ten contenders? We're going to answer this all for you guys right here, and we got even some more questions, but we're going to wrap it up. Brandon's Gambling Corner is here. This is where Brandon is going to make y'all enough money to go get that new Xbox or PS5 that I'm sure you're still hunting for because, yeah. you know, we all hate those kids that set up the bots and they buy it right when it comes out. But that's not what this podcast is about. We all hate those kids. I hope they don't listen. And if you do, unsubscribe now. We have a full show today, guys. So let's kick it off. Brandon, pick six is here. You know, we I can't believe I'm about to say this. We have the Liberty Flames traveling to NC State. NC State is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. And in case you're wondering, how did this matchup make, make it? Well, Liberty's undefeated, 21st in the country. And they did it, guys. They earned enough respect to be included in the first-ever pick six segment that they've been in they're riding Malik Willis to an eight no record NC State Brandon has had a respectable season they've had to fight I haven't seen a team plagued by injuries so bad in college football than NC State this is two straight years that a season has been derailed by injuries but Brandon what do you see in this game and do you think Liberty can continue their just historic run through college football right now I think you already said it I mean Malik Willis you want to talk about a true dual threat quarterback I mean this is your I don't you I don't, don't. You don't want to talk about a true. Okay, he, it, it hurts my heart to talk about this kid. He's so good. I know, and he was at Auburn. I, I did not know that, but that makes, yeah, he's wow. I'm gonna he, make fun he, of you for the rest of this segment. Um, <laughs> he was he, he was the backup to Jared Stidham, and then <laughs> what, what, then he was he was in the quarterback battle, Brandon, with Joey Gatewood, Bo Nix, and it was Malik Willis. Those were the three quarterbacks that were competing for the starting job. But when he got eliminated, it was Joey Gatewood and Bo Nix um, competing for it. Once he found out he was going to be third string, he left and went to Liberty. And now look what he's doing and look what we're stuck with. That's true. Now, I mean, he's 8-0, uh, but Auburn did Auburn did beat LSU by by a lot. So I, I, guess, I, won't, I guess I won't burn you up that much. Um, yeah, but I mean, this this kid looks like a little Nick Marshall. And this, I, I mean, he look, this kid looks elite, Brandon. He does. I mean, he's the team's leading pa- passer. Obviously, he's the quarterback, but he's also the, le- the team's leader <laughs> leader in rushing yards, which is bananas. That should not be allowed if you're the quarterback eight games through the season. You shouldn't be the the, the rushing leader. But guess what? He's had he's had like ninety yards a game. Mm-hmm. And in their biggest games, he's been the superstar that they've needed. I mean, he was a key to beating Virginia Tech like they did. He was a key to winning all their big games. I mean, 
Brandon, 1,600 yards passing, 15 passing touchdowns, 700 rushing yards, another set, another nine rushing touchdowns. And Brandon, this is the kicker, one turnover, one interception on the year. Right, right. And he can spread the field, Brandon. I mean, pro football focus gives him a grade above 60 in every single passing zone except one. Holy cow, are you serious? Yes, I mean, this kid... Is just insane, and he can make plays with his legs when the defense plays strong coverage. But when they let up, and he can take deep shots when they are there, Brandon, eight of his passing touchdowns are 20-plus yards down the field. I mean, that's – look, you can't – I mean, and, and I know what some guys are thinking as soon as they look at him. They're like, hey, this guy, he's he's like a tuck-it-and-run kind of guy. He's really not. He's a really good pocket passer, and Zach, you're proving yep. that right now. Oh, yeah, and his adjusted completion percentage, just adjust for drops and tip balls and stuff like this, 78.8%. And under pressure, it gets higher, Brandon. When he's pressured, it goes to 84%. Yeah, he's – yeah, that's – I don't know what to that's say. That's elite. Yeah, That is so elite, man. And he's he's just a dangerous threat against any defense. And you look on the other side of the ball, Brandon, NC State's – I, what do you say? I don't think he, they're the best defense, uh, to say to say the least. I mean, they're giving up over 33 points per game, over 450 yards per game, Brandon. And you know what? They faced one true dual-threat quarterback this year, Brandon. NC State has. It was De'Aaron King. He threw for 430 yards, five touchdowns, and ran for over 100 yards. Right. They, I mean, they had... They, well, they haven't even played VT yet. I was about to say they they had they had VT without. Uh, oh, they did play uh, VT. They lost yeah. to VT with, well, without yeah. Hendon Hooker. Exactly. So they didn't even face a true dual threat quarterback and got smacked. Yeah. And that's when Virginia Tech was missing. I think sixteen players to COVID. <laughs> okay. Well, the NC State. We got to have a talk. <laughs> And, you know, they were rolling once Devin Leary got rolling. I mean, you know, they had that big win over Pitt. They were all they were on the right track, and then Devin Leary gets hurt, and everything kind of falls apart there. Right. Um, but I think Willis, he brings that De'Aaron King-type athleticism, that explosion. It could be a long day for NC State if they let Willis get rolling. I mean, I know that we can break down every X's and O's, every positional matchup on the field. Nothing is going to matter if NC State doesn't stop Malik Willis. That that's all this game comes down to realistically. Yeah, no, I mean you're you're absolutely right. And this is a team that's putting up 490 yards a game. Uh and going up against this awful defense. I mean, this is just like the worst matchup possible for NC State. It's a bad one. And also NC State has that thing in the back of their mind like, okay, Liberty's already beaten Virginia Tech. Right. At Virginia Tech and but- now but they come will, in to face us. What I will say is that Virginia Tech has been like the only legitimate contender, like not even contender, like the only good team or decent team that that Liberty's even played this year. Besides that, they have what Western Carolina, Southern Miss, who they're a trash can. We all know that. <laughs> uh, Syracuse, ULM, who I think is literally ranked last in NCAA football. I mean, they're an independent team. They're an independent school. Uh, and so they have to kind of piece things together. And guess what? They're not BYU and they're not Notre Dame. Notre Dame joined the conference, obviously, for this season. But BYU can actually put together a, a, a season. They can put together a schedule. Who's going to schedule Liberty in this in this year? Apparently Syracuse and Virginia Tech, and they both got beat. 
<laughs> yeah, it's not looking good for the ACC up against Liberty. You know what? Uh, where is, Liberty's in what Virginia. Georgia, it's Virginia, or Virginia? Okay, I knew it was one of the like the. I knew it was like a southernish, a southernish state, but. I mean, how about Liberty to the ACC? Let's let's get some talent in the ACC. <laughs> Hugh Freeze there is electric, and I think he's honestly the key to victory, Zach, because we all saw him coach from his hospital bed last year. So during this COVID riddled season, that's exactly that, what hey, they needed. Hey, it, I told you, it's the good karma from that. That's a dedicated coach, bro. If you got if you, you if you're in the hospital and you say, "Listen, we're gonna take all this and we're gonna put it in the press box," <laughs> like that. That's a coach I want to play for, bro. Uh, uh, other than Joe Judge, where fighting offensive linemen, no, that didn't happen. That, that's, that that this is the coach I want to play for. Um, you know, <laughs> but you know, for Liberty, man, I mean. It, Aren't you also playing to like maybe try to keep Hugh Freeze there? I mean, isn't he the odds-on favorite to take over a South Carolina now that Will Muschamp's out? Yeah, I think so. So I think Malik Willis and the boys are going to be on a mission. But you know, like I said, NC State injuries all season. Devin Leary's out. Bailey Hockman has he's done a decent job at the QB one position. I mean, he's thrown for over a thousand yards, eight touchdowns, but his accuracy and interceptions, man, six interceptions this season already and he hasn't even played the whole season and if he catches the turnover bug this weekend brandon this game could be a beat down by liberty yeah i mean it definitely has that kind of potential and uh he is slowly but surely uh getting closer to that Jameis winston ratio with eight and six well he had it if you remember when the we covered the first game that he was going to start it i forget who they were playing that we covered but we were saying that it was a bad look for nc state that he was going to come in and play. And they're going to have to run the ball, Brandon. I mean, ba- the- Hogman's not going to win them the game. Good luck because because guess what? <laughs> NC State's running back has fewer rushing yards than than Liberty's quarterback. Malik Willis. <laughs> Malik Willis. I mean, Brandon, what about this Liberty defense? So they're allowing 173 yards per game through the air and only about 130 yards rushing. They're good. What do you want me to say? Liberty's really good, I think. This is crazy. I mean, so Brandon, if they beat three ACC teams, we got to give them a little bit of respect. I'm not saying put them in the top 10, but we got to say, okay, this is outrageous what Hugh Freeze is doing at Liberty. I think 9-0 and deserves at least top 15, and they're ranked 21st. A thousand percent. They're ranked 21 right now. That's ridiculous. They're behind two lost teams. It's, it's insane. It's so disrespectful. It's it's bad. I mean, NC State, they're going to have to run for 150 to 175 to win this game. Zonovan Wright, he's going to have to have his best game yet. That's their leading rusher right now. But, Brandon, I think we, we spent 10 minutes on Liberty um, and NC State. But, listen, Liberty is underrated in my opinion. I've seen Malik Willis firsthand when I was going to Auburn. He plays some backup time. The kid is so good. Malik Willis introduces himself to the country in prime time at 6.30 in another huge upset for the Flames, Brandon. I have Liberty 41-31 to 31 over NC State. I like that. I think it's a little bit closer, though. I also have Liberty in this one. I know you don't want to hear that, but I have Liberty. I'm going to go with, I think, 38-35. I like that. Hey, that's the, isn't that that's the exact same score they beat Virginia Tech by, too? Yeah, well, the ACC beat that. down continues as a matter of fact they've scored 38 in both of their acc wins so far so how about that yeah there you go but brandon we're moving to the acc now 
I mean, yeah, the AAC, my bad. Cincinnati, number seven in the country, traveling down to Orlando, Brandon, to face UCF. Your Black Knights, your team that you were so high on with Dylan Gabriel. Cincinnati is a six-point favorite, which I feel is disrespectful to the Bearcats and what they've done this year. But, Brandon, what do you see happening down in Orlando this weekend? Well, before I say anything, I want I want to kind of give our listeners an inside look here. Uh, this is a great example of Zach stat padding right now because he knows I'm going to pick UCF. He knows I am, and he, we both know they're going to lose. And so now my record in pick six is just about to get way worse. So thanks, Zach. I thought I also had you at that Liberty game. You I really close. did. You were close. But, I mean, Brandon, this is the matchup that everyone thought the AAC, this was going to determine who won the championship, I thought, you know. But with UCF, UCF's slip-ups, we're looking at UCF being eliminated if they lose this game. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, and it's crazy because this offense is so good. They are. This is such a good offense. And everyone knows I love a good offense, and that's why I love UCF. The defense, on the other hand, <laughs> not great. Garbage. Not great. Straight straight garbage is what we're talking about here. I mean, like you mentioned it, man, that's the only matchup that matters in this game, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, you look at Dylan Gabriel and what this offense has been doing against this vaunted Cincinnati defense. Um, it's just uh, – you look at what Gabriel's done, man. 2,700 yards passing, 23 touchdowns, and only two interceptions, Brandon. He's the second leader in, in passing yards and passing touchdowns right now in the country out of it, everybody. It, does, it doesn't even – it doesn't even make sense, man. And the, you have an offense averaging 600 total yards of offense and 400 through the air, and you lost to Tulsa, <laughs> scoring 26 points. Well, Tulsa might be good. We don't know. They're ranked. They're 25th in the country right now. Well, yeah, they do. This, they just they beat SMU last weekend, and they they I don't uh, know. They, they've been they've looked pretty good. I'm, I I don't know, man. And Remember first week against Oklahoma State. They were in there. They were in that game. But look look what happened to Oklahoma State down the line, Brandon. They are not in the college football playoff. But, I mean, Brandon, I I think everyone who has listened to a show in, what, the past month, two months, this Cincinnati defense, Brandon, may be the best. This this secondary may be the best in college football right now. That's not a joke. Right. Brandon, I I did a little bit of deep research, man. I got some deep, deep stats here. Did some deep search? Deep search on the dark web. Amon Gardner thir- is allowing 38% completion percentage against him on over 30 targets. Okay, fair. Good. As their lead corner. Their safety, Javon Hicks, is only allowing 40% completion percentage allowed. Derek Forrest, their other safety, is allowing 43% completion percentage on 16 targets. And Arquan Bush, the other corner... Only 47% completion percentage allowed, and he's only got 17 targets because he is shutting down sides of the field. That's bananas. That's that the starting four in the secondary, nobody is allowing over 47% completion percentage against them. I mean, it's they're good, Zach. They're not elite, but they're good. They're not elite. Brandon. <laughs> Brandon. The, are, I'm, I'm just mind blown here. The disrespect on this podcast, I. You know what, Zach, I don't even know you know what, what I'll say about it. You know what I'll say? So their defense right now is allowing 300 yards a game. If That's they if they can good. if they can hold this UCF offense to 350 total yards or less, 
elite. I will, I will, I will apologize okay. to everybody. Elite. Okay. I think they will. I do. I think this game is going to be ugly. Do you? You you yes. really think they can shut down this this UCF offense? Yes, they shut down Memphis, they shut down SMU, and now they're going to shut down UCF. No. You want to know why? Because this defense feeds off of how uh, off of big leads, and I have zero, absolutely zero faith in this UCF defense and stopping Desmond Ritter in this offense. So you're telling me they're going to go into Orlando in the Camping World Stadium, nay, into the bounce house, and they're going to they're going to take out the UCF. No, they're not going to take out UCF. They're taking out UCF. Okay, I mean no, and because the bounce house will be closed because there's COVID. <laughs> no, no, it's going to be packed because Florida has no restrictions. Didn't like four states this week shut back down? Yeah, Florida's just like pack it out, <laughs> pack it out. Oh God, Florida, Florida just is Florida's like that pimple that just won't go away. <laughs> um, <laughs> but man, this defense is allowing over 440 yards per game, 28 points per game and allowing almost 200 yards rushing per game and 250 through the air. And they have Desmond Ritter coming in playing the best football of his career. Okay, he. I will give him some credit. He is playing out of his mind. And now Jerome Ford, the Alabama transfer, exploded on the scene the past two weeks. Right. And they have multiple wide receivers that can make an impact. I mean, Ritter has had 23 total touchdowns this year, Brandon. Yeah. And that's when that's that's with him sucking the first, like, five. <laughs> okay. He can do it through the air, Brandon. He could do it on the ground. He's the unquestioned leader. And do you have one bit of faith that UCF can stop Cincinnati from scoring on, on the drive? Um, no, not at all. So, I mean, if you're thinking UCF's going to win, it better be like a 75 to like 74 game. Well, yeah, take the over if if you're betting on this game. The over is 60. Oh, my God. The over is only 63 and a half. That lock of the week. I would lock of the week, lock that. of the week, lock of the week. That crushed that. Over. Yeah, I locked this I mean, one. I locked in. I locked in my last uh, lock of the yeah. week on, on. You can lock Thursday. this in. Locking it in. Locking Texas it Zach in with my with my bet right now. <laughs> Listen, if UCF can't force turnovers and they allow Cincinnati to gain an early lead, this game's going to go off the rails. I think the Bearcats make a huge statement down in Orlando. The Knights' defense is going to have no answer. Brandon, I have Cincinnati fifty six. UCF 21. Oh, get out of 21. Okay. 21. No, nope, 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 nope. I'm going with UCF. Uh, what? UCF. I'm running the numbers through my head. 61 uh, to, let's go with Cincinnati 56. There is, listen. <laughs> I, I, listen. I, the P, uh, do you, you're a P, you're a PS5 guy, right? You like you like to play PlayStation. Yeah, I mean, I haven't gotten any of those kids with the bots, but yeah, <laughs> I will buy you a PS5 if UCF scores over sixty. Okay, I, look, I love this. I, this is my favorite day of the year because that's going to happen. It, it has to happen. It's not going to happen, bro. I'll, I'll listen. Y'all can hold me to it. I'll like. Yeah, I will let you come to Kansas, and you can throw hands at me if I don't. I will buy you the PS Five if that if they if that happens. Uh, I'm just saying it's this could be the week. 
It's not the week. I, I'm just <laughs> going to tell you right now, it's absolutely not going to happen. I mean, Brandon, uh, what is the most points this year that Cincinnati's allowed? I, I don't know, but UCF also has not scored near, like, they scored 50, I think. <laughs> that was the most they've scored. Hey, hey you just you were just like, listen, bro, we're going to put all our chips on this table, and we're going for it. They they put 51 on, on Tulane. Brandon, Cincinnati <sighs> hasn't allowed more than 20 points this year in a single game, and that was Austin P. 61. 61 points. Jesus Christ. Okay. So you had them covering the over like by themselves. No, not quite. Two and a half points. So Cincinnati needs a field goal, and I'll cover the over. <laughs> All right, guys, you heard it here. Smash that over. Brandon's delusional, but we're moving to the Pac-12 here. We have number 20 USC traveling to Utah for their season opening game because of COVID. This is Pac-12 after dark, 9.30 p.m. kickoff. Uh, the, y'all... East Coast people, y'all got to be up for this. It's 10.30 for you guys. Brandon, Keaton's back. The USC Trojans are the cardiac kids along with the Miami Hurricanes. Can they pull another one out? Uh, of course they can. It's it's USC, and it's my boy Keaton. What do you mean, can they pull it out? Well, uh, I was just asking. I mean, you never know. Brandon, they almost lost to Arizona. Yeah. They almost this, lost okay, to look, Kevin Sumlin. Look, this – okay, so – this is one of those games, and it's taking me all the way back to, to week one of, of this season. So not like week one of our first episode ever where we had like we could at least talk about some of the stats because Florida played Miami. We're talking about USC and Utah. Utah just hasn't played a game. Zach, do you think I know a thing about Utah? Uh, I would hope so, maybe. No, I don't. Not, 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 not even for our fans over here. No, no, tune in no. every week to hear I, us. I, I hate our football. fans. <laughs> I hate our fans. Uh, I feel like, uh, listen, I mean, we could replace this game with LSU, Arkansas, but you, you begged me not to put that on the pick six. So I, I, oblige, I oblige there. So, listen, what we <laughs> well, have that game is canceled anyway because COVID's happening. Do you know how upset? Did you I'm see? Gonna, I mean, there's already reports out about how it's going to be canceled because of LSU. Probably. I'm upset. Well, Utah, Brandon, they they got Jake Bentley transferred from South Carolina as their quarterback now. Um, it's really bad though. They lost 14 players from their team last year, um, and only they ranked second in lost talent. Only to LSU in the country. Right, right. So they are really, really bad. Well, I don't know. But I don't know if you can say bad. No, no, no. no. no, no they lost on, a hang lot. On. Hang on. They rank 116th in rushing for the country for the preseason. Uh-oh. They rank 115th in offensive line. They rank 115th in total defense. They rank 100th in secondary and 90th in pass rush. Uh-oh. So bad. Mm. Mm. I mean, unless like the people that they, I mean, Brandon, how do you replace Tyler Huntley, Zach Moss, Jalen Johnson, Bradley Anay? I mean, they lost so, so much talent from that, from that team last year. Yeah, they, no, they really did. And I like that you keep throwing ba- Bradley Anay in there because kids are stuck. No, I mean, he, what? He sacked Jalen Hurts 1900 times last week. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe 20 hundred. Oh man. It's, it's bad. I mean, listen, Utah probably not going to be very good. The FPI though for ESPN says they're going to win. I (laughs) don't know why I I have no faith in Utah. Yeah. I don't either. Like no no faith. Not at all. I mean, Brandon, I think Keaton Slovis is going to eat. I hope so. I mean, he he's already eating, Zach. Like, what what are we talking about? You want to eat more? What do you mean? What I mean? I mean, he's like, been eating. He's, he's only got three touchdowns to one interception. Yeah, that's that's three to one. That is, uh, I mean, he is he is not even close to that Jameis Winston ratio. Oh, my God. I, I, I mean, Brendan, I think this UFC team is really, really good. Do I believe in anybody other than Keaton on this team and maybe Amon, you know, Ross St. Brown? You, well, you probably shouldn't if you do. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. No. And do you think Clay Helton is going to be able to do anything? No, Clay Helton. I already told you, USC uh, sealed their fate last year when they when they decided to be good out of nowhere. Now Clay Helton's stuck there. They couldn't hire Urban Meyer. And, and so now what? Uh, I don't I mean, what's his buyout compared to like Gus Malzahn? That's like I, 900 million. I feel like they paid him an unnecessary amount of money. I don't know that to be a fact, but I feel that way. Oh, man. I, I, listen, I, I, do I think USC – I feel like USC is going to win this game. I'll just go ahead and say that. Do I think it's going to prove that they're a good game? I mean, that they're a good team? Not even like a little bit. No, not even close. I, I mean, Clay Helton it has upset me beyond belief. I mean, USC should not be as close to – I mean, Brandon – they, they almost lost to Arizona. That they, they needed a last second touchdown to beat Kevin Sumlin in Arizona. <laughs> it's it's not good. I I get that. I get that it's not good. And Arizona State outplayed them for four, what, what three point nine 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 quarters. <laughs> Probably that's a lot of that's a lot of points. But yeah, <laughs> I mean they outplayed them to the very very end of that game, and. I don't believe they have a good running running game. I mean, I guess they a little bit maybe, but I don't think they're still consistent. I mean, Marquis Steps looks like he has a chance to do something. He's only a sophomore, but I mean, do you really believe in him? Probably not. I mean, he has 135 yards in the first two games. And Brandon, through two games, Keaton Slovis has 98 passing attempts. Good for him. Uh, do you think USC is any way they go undefeated with – Throwing 50 times a game. No, and they have to stop that. It's been getting on my nerves. I love watching Keaton throw the ball. I do. It's a, it's a beautiful motion. He has good He has good uh, rotation. Now, he's really good. But, I, I you know, he's going to throw his arm out. Ah, man. I, I don't even know, like, what to say. Like you said, it's hard to evaluate Utah when they've had two games off of COVID. Right. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's really hard to – I don't see how the FBI is giving Utah a 55% chance to win this game. I think this team's going to be rebuilding. Um, but uh, it's it's really hard to see anything other than a USC blowout here, Brandon. Now, I, I know you're going to love to hear that. I have USC 34-13 over the Utah Utes this weekend. 
I'll go with I'll go with USC thirty five, uh, Utah twenty four. I think it's a little bit closer than that. I don't think this USC team's good. Yeah, I I, I don't either. I I, I think they're going to lose a few games, right? To to say the least. But guys, we're going to move to the Big Twelve here. Oklahoma State traveling to Oklahoma. We got the Bedlam rivalry. It's taking a huge step forward this year, and probably Brandon could have a rematch next season in Dallas for the Big 12 championship. We uh, Oklahoma is a seven-point favorite. Who do you see winning the Bedlam rivalry this year? So let me let me ask you this first, Zach. Uh, what 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 is a Bedlam? Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, so why do they call it that? That's a stupid thing to call it. Like I said, not every game needs uh, a name like that. I get it's this is probably a really big rivalry. I don't live in Oklahoma. I've never been to Oklahoma. I will never go to Oklahoma. Uh, but Bedlam just that that just, that's not real to me. So um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I you know I just said I don't think USC is good, um, but I don't I don't really think uh, I don't think that Oklahoma's good. I get I get that they're kind of finding their footing more and more throughout every week. Uh and this I want this Oklahoma State team to be good, but I know that they're also just not very good either. Uh so I don't know. I feel like this is gonna be uh I wanna say it's gonna be low scoring, but I know it's probably not going to be because it's big twelve and it's chaos. I mean, uh listen. Uh, Oklahoma, like you said, riding real, real high. Four-game win streak, Brandon, after their loss to Iowa State. Oklahoma State, on the other hand, living on the edge. Two-point rebound win over Kansas State after an overtime loss to Texas. And it's just, who do you believe in, Brandon? Do you believe in Spencer Rattler against this Oklahoma State defense, which has been pretty good? No, I don't, actually. I mean, it. Listen, he's been he's been playing at an extremely high level. He's finally looking like the five star prospect that everyone was expecting. He he's racked up over two thousand passing yards, eighteen touchdowns, six interceptions, a lot of which came early. Um, he's been more accurate, explosive. I mean, the game finally seems to be slowing down for him. And you look at this offense, Brandon. I mean, they're averaging over five hundred yards per game, forty six points per game. 350 yards to the air. Um, his deep ball ability is beautiful, Brandon. I mean, 823 yards and nine touchdowns, 20-plus yards down the field, and grades out above 91 in all three zones deep down the field. It's just an elite level there. And for an Oklahoma quarterback, you expect that. Oklahoma State's defense is ranked as one of the best in the Big 12 right now, and they've been very consistent only allowing around 310 yards of total offense, 17 points per game, but Brandon, under 170 passing and rushing allowed per game. Right, right. I mean, this defense is good. Um, I don't know. I, I I think that they're going to be able to hold Oklahoma's offense. I really do. Yeah, like, just shut it completely down. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> maybe, slow your, I mean, maybe hold your horses on that one. Um, I mean, if Rattler's forced into turnovers, bad decisions, then the, this team's going to be real, real in trouble. I mean, if Rattler plays like it did against K-State, this game is going to get ugly, ugly. Right. Um, if Rattler's rolling, then the Sooners could run away here. Um, you know, but you, you look at this, Brandon. This is the big key for me is 
Iowa State, Kansas State um, were the teams that beat Oklahoma. They both used the exact same strategy, which I, I think Oklahoma State could easily replicate. Establish the run, control the O-line and D-line, and force Rattler into mistakes. They got the best running back in the Big 12 in Chuba Hubbard. The D-line should be able to get to Rattler, and I think they have the better offensive line and defensive line in this game. I agree with you. Uh, I, I really do. And that's why I think I'm going to have to go with Oklahoma State in this one. Um, if you would have asked me maybe like like three weeks into the season, then I would have been super – I would have been so confident about that pick. But I'm still I'm still going with Oklahoma State. I'm just far less confident. Oh, man. I, I feel you. I mean, listen, Oklahoma's been the popular pick since they've won four straight. Brandon, they've won five straight in this robbery, and they've won 15 out of the last 17 games against Oklahoma State. Now, where where are they playing this weekend? Norman. And Oh, so they get a home game, too. They get a um, home game. I'm, I'm sticking with Oklahoma State, though. I have to. Um, You know, well, so what's your score prediction here, Brandon? You already picked Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, I'm going to go with uh, 28. 21. I like that pick. I like that pick. I Listen, I, I was really torn here, but the last time Oklahoma State won a game in this rivalry was 2014, Brandon, in uh, Norman. Uh-oh. In Norman, and I think history repeats itself this weekend again. The Cowboys get the upset win. I uh, got Oklahoma State 38-34, to 34, Brandon. Let's go. There we go. Back to Brandon's favorite teams here. We're going back to the Big Ten for the end of the show. Got two huge ranked Big Ten matchups. We have number ten Wisconsin, and we have number nineteen Northwestern. Um, Wisconsin's a seven and a half point favorite, Brandon. And you know this is huge, man. Northwestern is four zero to start the season, but three of their four wins coming by one score. And Wisconsin has absolutely brutalized their first two opponents in between their COVID breaks. What do you see happening in this game? We all know who you're going to pick, so just tell us why Graham Mertz is your lover and why he's going to play well this weekend. Oh, man. I'll be, I'm I'm nervous about this one. Um, I'm not even a Wisconsin – I might be a Wisconsin fan. We don't know yet. Uh, probably. But I'm nervous. I really am because this is obviously, I mean, pretty pretty much far and away the best team that Wisconsin's going to have played this season. Uh, to this point, anyway – I mean, obviously down the road, they, they've got a couple more matchups that maybe maybe against Indiana, that's a that's kind of a tough one, and against Iowa. But this is going to be a real test, I think, for for Wisconsin. And Wisconsin is in this weird place where, you know, they had two games that were canceled already, and so they cannot drop a game. Like, if they lose any games, then they're at, I mean, they're just out of contention for the Big Ten. I mean, if you lose three games, you yeah. if you if you drop three games, you cannot make it to the Big Ten championship game, and or you're definitely not going to make it to the college football playoff, even if you can make it to the Big Ten championship game. So, I mean, they've got to win out, uh, and this is going to be a tough one because I think Northwestern's actually good. I know I said I might I didn't call them frauds. I was very close to calling them frauds last week. Uh, I don't think they're frauds. I just I don't think that they've uh, I don't think they're as good as Wisconsin, uh, just to be frank. This Wisconsin defense is deadly. Right. I mean, it, it really is. And, Brandon, really, both these teams' defenses, I think this is one of the best defensive matchups of the weekend. 
Um, you look at Wisconsin, Brandon, only allowed 18 total points this season so far. Right. I mean, nine points a game, elite, just elite level production there. I mean, they're allowing about 200 yards per game total, Brandon, and under 100 rushing yards. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just insane. And then on the flip side, Brandon, you got Northwestern allowing only 14 points per game, which is really a dominant you know, think through four games and they're only allowing 300 yards per game total, which includes under a hundred yards rushing per game. So they're like in the same boat. It's just Northwestern's played more games. Um, you know, which defense will be able to impose their will brand. And that's a huge question. Shutting down the run game, forcing these quarterbacks to win the game is extremely important because the quarterback matchup for me, Brandon is also interesting. You got Graham Mertz, potential future Heisman winner one, one day, and then another one in Peyton Ramsey that's really getting not much respect, I feel like, for a quarterback on an undefeated team. He's not, and um, no, one, no one's talking about him because he's Northwestern's quarterback. Yeah, but, um, you know, I, I, I think I'm really, really interested to see how how Peyton Ramsey lives up to the moment because I think Graham Mertz is going to deliver. I mean, he's been spectacular in his first two games. He's still got to play really, really well this season. I mean, this game, 74% completion percentage, seven passing touchdowns already, and the biggest stat, Brandon, for me, for Mertz is zero turnovers. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's big. Seven touchdowns, no interceptions. That's huge. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not – it doesn't even make sense really to me how he's that good. And listen, if Northwestern can't force him into turnovers, Wisconsin's running away with this game. The Northwestern's going to have to have a turnover or two to get into good position and get up on Wisconsin if they expect to win. Not, not only are they going to have to, not only are they going to have to cause turnovers, they're going to have to cause incomplete passes. He has nine incompletions through two games. That's real tough. Okay. Listen, that's real tough. And, you know, you look at Peyton Ramsey, Brandon, 723 yards passing, six touchdowns, but interceptions are a huge problem, and it's something to watch. Because if Ramsey turns the ball over, this game's getting out of hand. It'll be over by the second quarter. You could turn off the game. Yeah. No need to watch it. I mean, he's a game manager type quarterback, but he can't just game manage this weekend. He's going to have to make plays. And whichever quarterback is able to elevate their level in this big game is going to put their team in the best position to win. And, you know, I usually pick certain players to be X factors, Brandon, but I'm going to pick a unit. Okay. To be my X factor for the first time. The Wisconsin rushing attack is going to be my X factor in this game. And it's because this team goes as their run, rushing game goes. And their biggest wins, the rushing attack is creative, explosive, physical, Brandon. They'll hit you with the wide receiver sweep. The next play, they'll hit a reverse. Then they'll run a power. Then they'll run a counter. Then they'll toss it. I mean, they are so diverse in their play calling when this offense is running. And it keeps the defense off balance. And they attack every level of the defense with that when when everything's clicking. And if they can do that, this game's going to be a blowout. Anytime... Anytime you see Wisconsin blowing someone out, it's because that run game is just clicking. Nakia Watson, again, is going to have to introduce himself to the country this weekend. The, if the Badgers expect to escape this game with a win, I think Watson showed last week that he has the ability to be an every-down back, but I need to see him take that next step, Brandon. I need, I need him to take that Jonathan Taylor-type step to be a consistent Wisconsin running back. The bar set really high, and that's what I think every running back who commits to Wisconsin understands that. Yeah, I mean you have to. It's it's a culture there. 
for sure. I mean, and you know, listen, nobody would have thought this would be an undefeated matchup that could, could that could determine the Big Ten. I I am still mind blown about this. It's a top but twenty yet, matchup too. Yeah, I mean, twenty twenty has brought the unexpected in many ways, <laughs> but. I think Wisconsin's defense, Brandon, is going to be the difference. I believe in Graham Mertz more than I do Peyton Ramsey. And the Badgers escape Ryan Field with a win. Wisconsin, 31, Northwestern, 17 this weekend. Now, see, I'm being, I'm going to be very conscientious of the under uh, in this game because the under has to hit. It's at 44, which is a dangerous line. That's a very dangerous line for me. But I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to ride with the under. I'm going to go, uh, go 24, 17, Badgers. I like it. I like it. Last matchup of, you know, pick six here. Um, we got number nine, Indiana, number three, Ohio State. Another game that no one thought would be a top 10 matchup <laughs> in the world. But some for some reason, guys, Indiana's getting no respect here. The, they're number nine in the country, but they are a 20 and a half point underdog, Brandon, to Ohio <laughs> State. Is there any way the Hoosiers, you know, go back to their, you know, f- their basketball roots and just, Take it all the way this weekend. Well, I I think I think I'm gonna have to go ahead and lock in another line right here because twenty and a half is ridiculous. I, I don't think there's a chance in the world that Ohio State first of all, I don't think there's a chance in the world that Ohio State wins by three touchdowns. Second, Indiana's four and with the spread. So take that as you will. I'm gonna go ahead and lock this one in too. This is this is my second lock of the week. Indiana Indiana plus twenty and a half. With that said, they're not going to win. No, you're not. A, not not at all. <laughs> not at all. You, you, there's no way you're picking Indiana. No, 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 no. You could give Indiana uh, a ten point head start, and I'd still choose Ohio State. Really? Yeah. That's that is tough. Yeah. Well. That that is real tough. I mean, listen, I I I I've, I think this game's going to be closer than a lot of people think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as, uh, I think so too. If the line's at twenty and a half, Brandon, the money line for Indiana is plus eight hundred. Maybe, maybe sprinkle a little bit on that if you're if you're feeling risky. This uh, hey, listen, if you need a PS five, you just need to root for chaos. Yeah, put all you got to do. All you got to do is put what the the cheapest one's three ninety nine. Put fifty bucks on it. If you if they win, they win. If you lose, you're out fifty bucks. I mean, that sucks, but you know. You know, it, you got you got to have investments if you're going to succeed in this in this world. I like it. I mean, Brady. I mean, this the quarterback matchup. I think is arguably the best of the weekend. Shockingly, yeah. I mean, yeah. Mike, Michael Penix Jr. Man over a thousand yards passing already. Nine touchdowns, only three interceptions. Justin Fields. He's been elite. He's. I, I think he still has more incompletions. I mean. Like it's just I don't even understand how this kid's so efficient throwing the football, Brandon. It doesn't make sense. He has he has more touchdowns than he does in completions still. That's well, Graham Mertz is close. I, it's just outrageous how good Justin Fields is. I mean, that's still you know, on the offseason, we're gonna have to break it down. That's Georgia's biggest mess up in the history of the program there. <laughs> letting Justin Fields go. But and now they don't have any quarterbacks, apparently. Because right? JT Daniels is the worst quarterback in this world. If he can't I think, start he, over I think he secretly has COVID or something. They just don't want to say. Yeah. I mean, the dude deserves a chance. But, you know, I, I think Justin Fields and Penix, they are going to have to play just elite football. Who, I mean, we, we know Justin Fields doesn't turn the ball over much. Whoever doesn't turn the ball over is going to win this game. 
Yeah. They, they're going to have to be accurate. They're going to have to be efficient. I think Indiana is going to come in guns of blazing this Ooh. weekend. They, they have nothing to lose here. Nah, yeah, that's that's true. Ohio State has a ton to lose, though. Yes, a thousand percent. All the pressure is going to be on them. And Brandon, this is going to sound crazy because I know they're averaging like 200 yards rushing per game, but they played Rutgers, Penn State, and um, Nebraska. So it's like, okay, like I get it, but at the same at at the same time, it's like it, the Ohio State is really missing J.K. Dobbins. This like watching Ohio State in their first three games, I really don't feel like I I, I do not I don't think this Ohio State team's better than they were last year. Does that make sense? No, that makes sense. I mean, Master Teague's you know he's averaging seventy yards a game, which you know it's. That's not that's not elite. That's not J.K. Dobbins. No, and I thought Trey Sermon would bring more. I don't think he's performing as well either. Oh, he's not even doing as well as Master Teague. Right? And then you look on the other side. I mean, uh, Indiana's rushing the ball. Stevie Scott the third is doing his thing over there. I mean, five touchdowns over 300 yards rushing. Uh, my biggest thing, though, man, is can Indiana stop this passing attack? If If they can slow down this passing attack, Indiana's probably going to win this game, Brandon. You, you really think so? Yes. If they can stop – so if they slow down Justin Fields, why, why couldn't they win this game? Because I don't trust Master Teague or Trey Sermon to run the ball. That's true. But but you're saying that like it's so simple to, to slow down Justin Fields. Well, I'm not saying it's simple. I'm just saying like that's the key to the game for them. Right. Like, yes – are they are they going to shut down Justin Fields? Probably not. I don't think many people. I don't think there might be a defense in the country that could. Right. But if you put the game, if you make Ohio State have to run the ball, you have a much better chance of beating them than if Justin Fields is thrown for four hundred yards. Yeah, that's true. And another thing, I don't think this defense is very good right now for Ohio State. They're definitely not as good as last year. No, I don't think they have a true pass rush, like a pass rusher. I don't, I don't, I don't think their linebackers are very strong. I don't think, and they're really, really missing. I mean, they've had a boatload of DBs go first round, what, the past two years? Yeah, that's true. I mean, they've had top three picks multiple years. Um, I, I just, I don't know what to really expect because, like, you look at the schedule. I mean, for both these teams, I mean, is Nebraska, Penn State, or Rutgers good? Ah, debatable. No, I mean, especially in Nebraska without Luke McCaffrey starting at quarterback. I know. Yeah. And what about Michigan State, Michigan? Not good either. Very debatable. <laughs> not great teams. Yeah, not not great teams at all. So like, it's just like, how good are these teams really? And then it's like, every single time we we hate on Indiana, we're like, okay, they're not very good. It's like. They, they, I mean, last weekend against Michigan State, they shut them out, Brandon. Right. 24 to nothing on the road. Yeah. It, it's just, it's an absolute elite turnaround for Indiana. I mean, I, I don't think Indiana is getting enough credit at all for what they're doing this season. They're not, but it's, I don't know. It's such a weird season. That, that's the thing. I don't think people are giving them the credit they deserve, no, but... You know, I, I'm also kind of like my dumb brain's tricking me into thinking they don't deserve that much credit either. Hey, fair enough. So, Brandon, who's your pick for the biggest game of the weekend at 11 a.m. on Fox, which still pisses me off. But 
Here we are, 11 a.m., wake up early, three versus nine in Ohio Stadium in Columbus. Brandon, who are you taking? I'm going with Ohio State, but I think that it's, it's. I mean, like I said, take the take the plus 20 and a half on Indiana. Ohio State wins this one. Let's go. The over-under 66, by the way, which I get it because both of these teams are scoring like insane amount of points, but I don't think they hit that. I think it's, I think this is an under game. It's 11 a.m. It's the Big Ten. This is, this is, this is a, this is, if I've ever seen a Big Ten game go under, this is probably the one. Um, let's go with 35 24 Ohio State. I like it. So, Brandon, I, just off the top of your head, I, I, I need, I need, I'm going to quiz you here a little bit. So I hope you studied. I didn't. When is the last time Indiana beat Ohio State? Oh, I don't. Like, like 1949. <laughs> It's been a while. Nine. Oh God, dude, I'm crying. Listen, this is how long it's been. 1988. Uh, well, close. That's the same. Listen, do so. Do you want to know what has happened sooner than the last time Indiana has beaten Ohio State? Um, not the Berlin Wall. The Berlin Wall. Well, no, the Berlin Wall came down that year. Oh, okay. There you go. Well, that's not what I said. They tied. Oh, <laughs> they, wait, they, tied, they tied in 1990, 27-27. You so can tie. These two teams have tied before Indiana, like more recently than Indiana's won this game. That's why. And they beat them twice, Brandon, 1997 to 1988. That's the only streak in this rivalry that Indiana's like ever had since the 1900s. Right. Like the early, like 1903 to 1905. <laughs> Type stuff. Um, That's wild. But, Brandon, a 24-game win streak against Ohio State comes to an end this weekend for the Buckeyes. I'm going Indiana, 38-35 over the Buckeyes this weekend. There's going to be no fans in the horseshoe. It's going to be an early game. I think Indiana's got all the momentum in the world. I think Indiana is going to pull off the upset. It's 2020. We've seen bigger upsets than this. Indiana over Ohio State this weekend, guys. Book it 38-35. You're an insane person. But let's, let's, <laughs> let's. Listen, why are you even mad? Because if I'm wrong, you just get to like go up one game on pick six. Well, because you know what's going to happen now is that Indiana's going to win. I don't know how you, you pull these things off, how you pull <laughs> these strings, but you do. Man, oh, if they win, you, you best, guys, listen. I know, you know, I know there's people that listen to our episodes are like, no, F these guys. I'm not going to ever listen to this again. If you're listening, if Indiana wins, you better tune in Monday because I'm bringing all the energy in the world to rub it in. That's that's not fair. It's going to be bad. But listen, we're going on to Brandon's Gambling Corner. We're putting this on a high note here. Let's go. Week 12, Brandon's Gambling Quarter. Brandon, we're starting out with ACC Superdogs. These are ACC matchups where you're going to tell me, is there any way they can cover and maybe even win these games? We're going to start out here, Brandon. Florida State plus 34 and a half point underdogs to Clemson. Uh, it, it, Trevor Lawrence is back, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, no. I wish I could say they're going to cover that, but they're just simply not going to. Um, the first the of all, the line they, is plus twenty two hundred. Oh, that's so enticing! But they're not going to do it. Did you know they just lost their quarterback, the one they started last week? What was his name? Chuba something or Chuba or what? The guy Which they started one? last Florida week, Florida State. Whoever they started last, Travis. Week. No, because he's starting now. He didn't play last week. 
Oh, I, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, they lost their quarterback. I don't I know, know what happened that. to him. And but James Blackman transferred. It's been wait. <laughs> hold yeah, hold he did. on. To, to like a D two school. I don't think he's announced where he's going yet, but he's he's oh, in he's the, the transfer, transfer portal. portal. Okay, well he's gonna he, he'll be playing next next season at the University of Liberty. Southern Utah. No, <laughs> he's not good enough for Liberty. University of Southern Utah, book it. Hey, maybe Southern Miss can get him. <laughs> maybe I guess that was kind of mean. <laughs> Listen, Syracuse plus seventeen and a half point underdogs against Louisville. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I know. I know Syracuse isn't good. But Louisville's pretty bad as well. Um, that could definitely happen. I'm going to say it does happen. Really? I think so. Oh, man. Are they playing in the I, Dome? That's very important. Uh, I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. They're going to do it either way. Yeah. Uh, listen, Abilene Christian plus 39 and a half against Virginia. Oh, oh what? man. The money line's plus 4,000. Oh my gosh, they're not going to win, but 40 points is so much to lose by. <laughs> Especially to Virginia. Abilene Christian, is that is that real life? Is that real That's life? A real life school. Uh, well, I, I think they have to cover that. Anytime you give me a 39 and a half point line, I'm taking it. Brandon, there's some over-unders that weren't even that. Really? <laughs> Like Big Ten, like Big Ten at eleven AM. Well, well, you remember the you remember the Army Air Force game we did like two weeks ago? The over under was like thirty six. Yeah, that's true. I think Listen, I took the under. Gonna, yeah. But man, we can get to Big Ten money lines. You gotta pick the underdog here, Brendan, or not. <sighs> we got Michigan State plus one ninety eight over Maryland. Oh, give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. I like it. I like it. Illinois plus four seventy over Nebraska. Luke McCaffrey is starting. Oh no 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 no! Take whatever take whatever Nebraska's favored by. It does not <laughs> matter. And plus, Illinois just might be the worst Power Five team in the country this year. Oh, Kansas is disrespected by that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so now we got Penn State plus one twelve over Iowa. Nope, not gonna happen. Not happening. Dang. I don't care. I don't even care if this one's the names. I don't care. Wow. Okay, so we're moving to Pac-12. I named this Pac-12 after dark or before noon, depending on whoever's playing. Uh, we got Oregon State plus three and a half against Cal, Brandon. Ooh, nope. Mm-mm. Going with Cal. Riding with Cal. Cal is returning the most uh, starters in the country, by the way. Did you know that? They're returning really? 18 starters this season. That's tough. That's a lot of starters. Yeah. Um, Arizona plus 11 and a half against Washington. Nope. Nope, nope. That nope. running back's on fire. Doesn't matter. They played USC. That's what you're judging that based on. No, I'm talking about the Washington running back. Oh, Washington. Cooking. Oh, absolutely. He was cooking. UCLA plus 13 and a half against Oregon. Uh, no. No, 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 no. The money line is nice. 390 for UCLA. Yeah, it's because it's UCLA and they're playing Oregon. That's true. Washington State plus one and a half against Stanford. Money line's plus 102 for Washington State. I take that. I take, I take the plus one and I'd, a half. I'd murder that. Oh, yeah. The, a good. thousand percent. We're naming this one, Brandon, your SEC moneymakers. We got Vandy plus 31 and a half against Florida. The The money line for Vandy is plus 1,600. Oh, man. No, I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to take either one of those because Vandy's that bad. <laughs> like Vandy, you know, like the past couple of seasons, how Vandy just like they've been a, they've been slightly better 
than than the yeah. worst of all. There's back to being just the worst. That's true. That's true. We got another major underdog here, Brandon. Kentucky plus 30 and a half against Bama. The money line sixteen hundred for Kentucky. I think I'd sprinkle a little bit on that on that not on the line, not the money line, not the money line. But I was like, you thinking Kentucky and Joey Gatewood to beat Bama? No, but thirty is a lot of points, and I it's Bama. That I get that, but uh, maybe 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 Saban will pull the starters in the second half. Gotcha, gotcha. Tennessee plus ten and a half point underdogs to Auburn. I'll be honest with you, I, I, I at Jordan Hare. Oh, nope, nope, nope. Okay. You convinced me. <laughs> nope. The, the money line is plus 360, though. That would be one to watch. Don't care. They're not going to – they're not even going to cover that. They're not even going to cover the spread. <laughs> he, said, he said Bo Nix is Hosman worthy in no, Jordan Harris. It doesn't make sense. It's a whole different universe. And, and it's our first – it's Auburn's first ever night game at home this season. That's ridiculous. Okay, so Auburn's just going to win by a million points. A million. Yeah. Mississippi State plus 24.5 against Georgia. I'm taking that spread. Oh, yeah, you got to take that spread. Georgia's not. Because I don't know Georgia's if Georgia can score 24. I, that's a good point. And is JT, I, I've, I've, heard, I've heard rumors that JT Daniels might be active. Uh, I don't know. I, I've heard that it's like a game time decision because they're always trying to keep it under wraps. Right. Um, yeah, I'm still the money line's plus fifteen hundred though. I think you gotta State. I think you gotta sprinkle a little on the money line. Because Mike Leach might pull something out. You never know with him. He always does. It's always these BS, like no one's paying attention games. Yeah. And I'm taking I'm taking that spread for sure though. Oh yeah, a thousand percent. We got South Carolina plus six and a half against Missouri. I don't think there's any way. No. Missouri. Missouri's actually kind of good. Uh, yeah, and South Carolina lost Muschamp, and they had six players leave after the firing, including J.C. Horn and a bunch of other d- defensive players. Right. Yeah, no, I'm I'm taking Missouri. Brandon's favorite segment now, over-unders. Syracuse, Louisville, Brandon, 56 and a half. Oh, um, uh, 56 and a half. That's, that's kind of a lot of points. I'm going to go with under. I like it. I like it. Purdue, Minnesota, 63 and a half. Way under. Bro, right? Especially if Rodney Moore can't play, and then you got Minnesota might not be able to score at all. Right. That's bad. Clemson, Florida State, 65 and a half. Over. Ooh. You, oh, had, right. you, mean, you had to hit the Clemson over. Yeah. Dude, they are a 40-point favorite. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay. That's true. That's true. Florida, Vandy, 67 and a half. 67 and a half. I'll go with under. Bro, Kyle Trask might throw 67 touchdowns by himself. Wait, who? Do you, I thought you just said Bama. No, Florida Vandy. Florida Vandy. Oh, over. Over, yep. Army, Georgia Southern, 41 and a half. <laughs> under. That's hilarious. Under. Iowa, Penn State, 47 and a half. Also under. Ooh. Kansas State, Iowa State, 46 and a half. Over. Over. Tennessee Auburn fifty and a half. Oh, that one hurts. Um, this isn't hurting my head because that's a really that's a really good line, isn't it? I like it. It's a really like good it. over under. Um, uh, over. Mm, Just because I want to see close. I want to see points. Mississippi State Georgia forty four and a half. That's a tough. That's a tough one. <sighs> I'm going. With, I'm going to go with over. I think Mississippi State can score. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. That's a tough one because it might be like a 13-0 game. That's true. Uh, uh, you convinced me under. Yeah, because remember they beat Kentucky 14-3 to like two weeks ago. <laughs> right. Uh, UCLA, Oregon, 66 and a half. Over. Pac-12 over. I like it. Always. I like it. Washington State, Stanford over 64 and a half, I'm assuming. Oh, my God, over. He says, smash it. Brandon's heart segment. Southern Miss does not play this weekend. Good, thank God. But your LSU Tigers are scheduled as of right now to play. Yeah. Are you taking LSU to, as a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Arkansas this weekend? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> no way. The LSU money line's minus 144. Arkansas money line's plus 118. Win some money. Plus 118. Over under 64-and-a-half. Over. Mm. Who's yeah. the quarterback this weekend if y'all go? Uh, I, you have to hope. I don't know. Probably Max Jamar Chase. Yeah. Jam- no, it's it's Zach Von Rosenberg. Oh, God. That's bad. That's real bad. Um, But, guys, that is a wrap on this episode. We will be back next week with a recap after this probably exciting weekend of college football. I'm so excited for actual important rank versus rank matchups. I know you guys are. I know Brandon is. But guys, Instagram at the underscore Blue Bloods, uh, Twitter at the underscore underscore Blue Bloods, Facebook at the Blue Bloods pod. We will be fleeting this weekend. It's a legendary addition to Twitter, already a legendary platform. It's so hilarious. Make sure you fleet this weekend, guys. We are supporting the fleeting movement. Um, our website, thebluebloodspod.com, we will not be fleeting on there, but we have links to our Twitter so you can see our fleets. Um, YouTube, the Blue Bloods, the Blue Blood CFB podcast. Go check us out there. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We appreciate all of you guys. But until next time, guys, we're out.